Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rigged, the Random Idea Generator cast. Week two of March brings us to world building. I suggest if you didn't listen last week, you go ahead and pause this and jump back to last week's cast, where we rolled out three characters, girls' night characters, all three, our first all three female. And it was kind of fun, kind of fun. We got a, a lizard folk cleric, life cleric. We have a ghostwise halfling arcane trickster, rogue, and a furbolg college of swords bard, who just so happens to be undead, which is terribly exciting. Our lizard folk is an adolescent, our halfling is a young adult, and the furbolg is undead. I guess now you actually don't have to go back and listen to the first episode, but I suggest you do it anyway. It was a lot of fun. We talked about it. We brainstormed. It was fun. Anyone have anything else to add? Did I miss anything from last week? Yeah, I missed. I glazed over some of the specific details, but we can get into those later, I think. Yeah, no, I think that's it. Like you said, we'll get into some of the uh, the finer details. Maybe the fact that two of our characters have the exact same name. <laughs> that should come up. I certainly hope it does. Yeah, so that th- we, again, we had some some pretty fun roles last week. So go back and listen to that. This week we are doing world building, which Brandon explained to us what world building is going to be last week. So why don't you, you give us a quick a quick uh, preview of what we're doing today? Okay. Again, we're going to start out in rolling the environment, you know, so the basic setting. And then after that we will refer the conflict. So basically the um What's the word I'm looking for? I think it might be conflict. I think it's conflict. So we'll go with conflict. Yeah. Conflict. We're going to roll for that. Uh, <laughs> um, and then after that, we will roll for MacGuffin, which is essentially the uh, the driving force behind their mission. Whatever that may be. Whatever that may be. Yep. And we are very open to whatever that might be this this time around. Kind of a definitely a blank slate as opposed to last time where we had a an idea pretty much from the first character. Yeah, it's very exciting. It could be exciting with these characters that that I feel like we we know a lot about already and we're we still don't know what we're throwing them into. So before we get into those three roles, I just want to remind everyone go ahead and check the podcast notes or head on over to fecklessmomes.com and navigate over to the rigged page because every week when we release a new episode, we also release a new piece of art that Matt has created to represent the characters or a piece of iconic scenery or an iconic scene from the story that we're creating. And it's fun. It's great. They're cartoony. They're, they're, there's a lot of character, and I think he captures them. So go ahead and check those out. Go to the site or go to the podcast notes for the previous episodes, and you can see those from the previous works as well. So that is, that's it for kind of housekeeping, I think. So we're going to get into some roles, right? What's up, Brian? I do think that we are going to have to task you, Matt, to draw the apocalyptic egg. <laughs> oh, sure. Like, it could even just be a, a part of April's, or or give us the whole scene. Because yeah. this is technically only like the shell, so it's yeah. like a broken part of it. Yeah. You could give us the whole scene. That could be cool. Yeah. 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 
Which, if it comes down to it, might have to be the title of this episode. The Fabergé Doom Egg? The Apocalyptic Egg. <laughs> Fabergé, Fabergé Doom? <laughs> yeah, gosh, I really hope that we roll something that that, that works into. Yeah. That'd be really cool. So, speaking of rolls, let's get started. Brando, you take the first roll... Um, okay. Which one do you want to roll? Do you want to do environment, conflict, or MacGuffin? Uh, I will go with the conflict. All right. Roll up our conflict. All right, a d20. That is a nine. Okay. Which is a cult. A cult, okay. <laughs> we revisit the cult. Not the first time, but unlike the brass orb that I think will be the exact same brass orb etched with strange runes. We can. This can be a different cult if we need it to be. I don't think we need to yes. have the same cult because these are these are technically different worlds. I imagine that that they're different universes. Essentially, they don't have to be all yeah. interconnecting in any way. They can be, which is fun, uh, but they don't have to be. Yes, and this can definitely the cult thing could definitely help to explain the egg. The egg, yeah. The egg. That depiction of doom and death and whatnot. Yeah, whatever it is. And it's just human misery. It's it's not necessarily doom. It's well, just it, human yes, misery in disturbing sure. detail. So it could just be like one person getting waterboarded, you know? It's an egg that just says W2 on it. <laughs> no, it says Y2K. <laughs> it's, it's super outdated. <laughs> and that's why it was on sale. <laughs> Turn off your egg at eleven fifty nine. That's right. All the eggs are gonna go down, man. You don't even know. <laughs> All right. So we've got an environment roll and a MacGuffin roll. Matt, what do you want? I'll do the environment. All right. Where is this all taking place? That is a fifteen, which is on a small island. Oh, cool! Ooh, this is okay. Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Oh wow. Great. Okay, and reluctant allies. Uh, They're forced to work together. They had to team up. I'm thinking more... A crashed cruise Hunger ship. Games. I'm actually thinking more Hunger Games than I am um, uh, Lord of the Flies at this point. Uh, there's just a random volleyball with a face painted on it. <laughs> yes. We're just pulling in every every reference we can think of. Yes. So if we, we roll the MacGuffin... Oh, yeah. We can incorporate that as the head of an enemy... Wilson. Oh yeah, the, the head of Wilson. Wilson's the enemy. <laughs> All right, a D ten for the MacGuffin. Let's see what we have. Three, a sword, a sword. Okay, a sword. Let's do. Let's add yeah. an adjective to that just for giggles. Okay. Just to spice things up just a tiny bit. So let's see. A that is a D twelve for that. Seven. <laughs> the the rigid sword. Oh. Or a, well. The sword of rigidity. <laughs> okay, I'm sticking with it. It's it's starting to get inappropriate. A little bit. So, we have our characters. They are reluctant allies. They're on a small island. 
The conflict is a cult. The MacGuffin is the sword of rigidity. They, do we want to go with like shipwrecked? Or what, what, what are the options? What are the options for being on a small island? Hunger Games, Lord of the Flies. Yeah. You do the, you do the sort of Lord of the Flies for shipwrecked. You do mm. the Hunger Games, like maybe someone stole them all and dropped them there. Some sort of competition. Yeah. Yeah. Vacation. Yeah. There's no reason why they have to be like forced onto this island. You know, That's true, true, but a vacation will be hard with with two of the characters being so young. That's true. Yeah, you think they would just go out on their own and find and find an elderly undead person? Yeah, I'm thinking that they could be shut-ins. April two is already there. Oh, could be where she died. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe the uh, the giant scale from the dragon has something to do with the cult. Maybe that's like the the shield that they bring the Roman soldiers back on when mm. they die, something like that. Yep. Could be a sea dragon. Doesn't have to be Good point too. Yeah, I mean they, they they could this could be a cult that worships the sea dragon that inhabits the deeps around this island. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would make a lot more sense. If it's a small island you're not gonna fit a dragon on it of any right. large size. Right, exactly. If if she were to die there and it's a it's it's a big dragon that can fly away. Like, why? Unless, like, she just tracked it there. She could have tracked True. it there, and it killed her, and it scarpered, like, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. She. It could have been... This This little island could have been maybe the nesting area of said dragon, and she was mm. sent to eradicate this species of dragon or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's is she a dragon hunter? And because she, because she started killing their their young, because she started like breaking the eggs that ter- that made her evil. I don't know. What if? Okay, so what if we go with that? She's breaking the eggs. The shell of an egg doesn't say it has to be a small portable chicken egg. What if no? That's one no, no, of no. The shells? I... What if? Her April 2, what if her last dying act was to crudely finger paint this this scene on the egg shell? Mm. And like just chuck it into the water? Exactly. And then, you know, message in a bottle that makes its way to... Maybe she, it was her on her last dying act when the dragon... You know, left her for dead. Right. She could have been mortally wounded. It was a warning to the people that I didn't succeed. And it was, mm. a you know, just a painting of the dragon overhead, you know, yep. laying waste to whatever village. Right. Smog setting setting fire to River Riverdale mm-hmm. or River, whatever yeah. it is. R- R- Rivendell? River- no, that was the elves. That right? was the elves. It's a, it's a lake town. River Phoenix. Smug setting setting fire to River Phoenix. <laughs> it's a it's a serious, uh, seriously highly detailed etching on that egg. <laughs> Tragic, and and again, again, very old reference, even older than Y two K. It's just the movie um, poster from Stand by Me, but River Phoenix is on. Fire. That's it. 
Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just it's just his where he should be. It's like a charred circle. Yes. Um. So it's kind of artsy. Okay. So I like that. So April two, Elder April, went to hunt down the dragon. Did not succeed. Was mortally wounded. And because she's a bard, her last act was to tell a story almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. She told she 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 told her own story basically with yeah. with the like the last day before she succumbed to her wounds. And maybe the one who 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 has the eggshell, I forget. The lizard folk. Yeah. Maybe April one found the shell and had heard maybe maybe heard lore that if the shell were returned to the site you could raise the dead and make it right kind of thing i didn't mean to rhyme but but that could that could bring them together yeah the i mean it it could just be like the kids could just be stowaways on a ship and they get off at the island because they think that it this is destiny or you know if they bring the shell, or in particular the April Malone one, brings the shell there, and then we would just have to work in how it's reluctant allies. Maybe it could really just be the fact that the lizard folk and the halfling don't like each other, but they both believe in this sort of prophecy type of thing. Whether it's actually true or not, they think that bringing the shell to the island will raise her and she will help to slay the dragon. Yeah, I just a thought. I you think know? you can get your reluctance from April two, not maybe not wanting to be risen from the dead. Ah, uh, yes, and not wanting to work with a couple of whippersnappers. Exactly, like she did her thing. Mm-hmm. She fared very poorly, and she doesn't want to come back and do it all again. Yeah. Yeah, she t- she she told the last of her story, mm-hmm. and that's it. Like that yep. that was the end of her story. And by being raised, that means there's more story to be told. Yeah, maybe that's what makes yeah. her neutral evil is that she's not necessarily. Maybe she's more grumpy than evil. Like she's she that's doesn't want to be there. <laughs> she she's neutral grumpy. That's yeah. it. She that's, that's my it. Default she's setting. she's neutral because she does not want she doesn't want to cause harm. But she's evil because she just she could she knows she can help, but she refuses to do it because she just doesn't. Yeah, want she to. doesn't want to help. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how does that work the cult into it though? Um, yeah, I mean that that could come in later. Honestly, that doesn't have to be part of the backstory. That can be sure. something they discover later on this island. Maybe this island was taken over by a cult, and that's just where they practice their their cultish ways that's worshiping the dragon yeah oh oh yeah yes dragon cult maybe yeah what if what if she killed the dragon just like the dragon killed her she she killed the dragon but then succumbed to her wounds okay the cult wants to raise the dragon Okay. And and these these girls have found a book somewhere or or they did research based on the shell that they found and saw and they're the only ones 
they they try to tell people like this cult is trying to raise this dragon from the dead and and like all of the adults just just brush him aside they don't believe him so they have to go to this island themselves and try and stop it because they're the only ones who will okay they're the only ones who can what mm-hmm. if they're already a part maybe not a part of the cult but maybe since they're kids maybe their parents are in are the cult leaders or whatever and it's their it's runaways it, it yeah it's runaways it but they're the chaotic neutral so the that rebellious nature is causing them to to stop this this uh raising of the dead uh dragon okay in that regard they won't even need to find the the eggshell across the ocean i mean they could just happen upon it on the beach or in a cave sure. or something like that mm-hmm. i like that a lot i like that a lot so sort of rigidity is what the 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 thing to stop the cult you know is that the thing to stop the raising of the the dragon maybe it belongs in the prophecy maybe it is what was used to slay the dragon because she was a bard of swords okay good good or i'm sorry is a bard of swords oh uh, yeah i like that so maybe that is what was used to slay the dragon. So the prophecy states that that is the only thing that can effectively destroy the leader of the cult or whatever it might you they might use to resurrect the dragon. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. That because it's the thing that killed the dragon, it's got to be the thing that raises the dragon. Yep. And in that oh. case, the cult the cult already has the sword. So they have to go and try and get the sword. Okay. Either that or it's kind of a race to get the sword. Maybe that's what it is. The cult is because they're related to people in the cult. They hear whisperings of they are seeking the sword and now it's a race to get to the sword. Mm. That that the, the cult doesn't even know that it's a race, technically. Yes, they don't know that the kids are going for this. Okay, well, I like that. That's that's cool. what if there's a roundabout there where the kids are looking for the sword, but the cult is looking for the undead April two, who is the only one that can use the sword since she's the one that slayed the dragon. Oh, so they need her to unslay the dragon, essentially. Basically, yeah. I what I'm thinking is it's like a sword in the stone thing where you pull the sword out. Only April two can pull the oh. sword out of the the dragon, and then it can come back to life. Or they need the sword and they have to slay April two and use her blood or something like that. They have to slay her with the sword that she slayed the dragon, slew the dragon. Okay, you know what I mean. Twas I that slew the dragon. Oh, I like both of those. That's hard to decide. I think Matt's is more unique. Okay. I feel like we've seen something like... Yeah, I think we've seen... I feel like we've seen the... um, I'm sorry. (laughs) You mean mean the famous story that was unique 200 years ago? When's the last time you heard of a of a of a sword in the stone story versus a story where oh you got to go kill the guy who killed the guy so you can raise the guy that the guy killed? Oh, when you put it that way, 
There's too many guys in right? that situation. That makes sense, right? I, you, I, like, I like either one. I th- <laughs> they, they both fit. Yeah. They both are kind of cool because they incorporate. I feel like we have not incorporated one of our characters in that kind of negative way yet. Like, it's always just been, here we go on our journey. Here we go. It's not been someone is after one of the specific characters. So now... Or one of the characters is almost a MacGuffin. Yeah. I mean, they, they're they they're kind of part of the MacGuffin because they have, yeah. they're have they the only one that can wield the MacGuffin. Well, what if we bring, them, bring the two together? What if in the process of removing the sword from the dead dragon, basically it kills April 2 and kind of that connection from you know april to weapon to dragon whatever life force is left in her is what powers the dragon upon its uh the weapon's removal whatever reanimated her yeah yeah that being within the stone or sarcophagus or whatever is what keeps her alive and suppresses the dragon essentially yeah whatever it is that that's keeping her alive is now kind of is transferred to the dragon. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see. I see just this like dragon skeleton on top of, on the top of the peak of whatever this Island has. And the sword is like in the stone. Yes. And these bones are, are littered around it and they've basically become stone themselves. They can't be moved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was thinking either that or just a petrified dragon, but yeah, that yeah. works. Oh, oh, okay. Or the sword is through the dragon's skull, the petrified skull. So yeah. it's always there and it's always holding that dragon down. Yeah. And if as soon as you pull it out, the dragon reanimates and, and, and would come back yeah. to life. But only under the right circumstances because only April 2 can exactly. pull it. Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. Okay. I think I think that's it. I think that's pretty solid, right? So April is already reanimated at this point. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the girls hear their parents talking about needing April 2 to pull the sword. Yep. So it's the race. So so because they are children of the cult, they they basically they pick up all the details. They hear all the details, yep. so they know what's going on. But they also know that it's bad. They they don't want to cause the apocalypse or yep. doomsday or whatever. So based on the stolen map or the stolen information that is the eggshell they try to beat the cult to the sword oh so why do they want to get how do they hmm how does that tie in then like wouldn't they just want to get april out of there because if they if they get undead april out of there then that solves the problem right yeah so that kind of takes the macguffin out a little bit where they're not actually seeking the MacGuffin. Maybe they have to destroy the sword. Or they either have to destroy the sword or maybe, or I don't know, they, 
as long as April 2 is still alive and has the sword. Not, I mean, undead alive. But as long as she still draws air, if the sword is out of the dragon or the stone or whatever, it's still good. So maybe that maybe she does have to pull it and they have to kill her. And they have to kill her with it. So only she can pull it, period. Right. Yeah. But that still doesn't... Doesn't explain why they don't just throw her on a boat. Right, exactly. Exactly. Oh, boy. That's good that we're working this out, because I kind of I didn't think of that. So April 2 has to be... Has to, in some way, be able to... It, it has to be crucial. It has to be imperative that she gets up there up there to that sword. Yeah. Yep. Maybe, and maybe this could be sort of like a twist where the kids hear whisperings that the cult has a, a warlock that could wield the sword as well. Okay. Maybe like a necromancer type warlock. So it warlock. is a race. Yeah, so that that still puts that into play, where they have a warlock that could wield this sword. So they don't necessarily need April 2? What if she... They need to get to the sword. Yes. The cult wants her to get to the sword Mm -hmm. to obviously pull it and release the dragon. Yeah. But what if... April 2 and the two young ones want her to get there because she can then use whatever advanced bard magic she has to release the enchantment of the sword. So then it's literally just a sword in the head of the dragon, which fatally kills it. Oh. I I like that. I was also thinking that maybe she has to complete the desiccated dragon by putting that scale back in there Mm. and once that's in there then drawing the sword will leave you just a dead dragon okay yeah because that brings the scale in as more than just decoration really yeah it brings in as more more than decoration and that that really most certainly solidifies their need for her yep Um, and I like I really like that sort of difference in the story where like I said they didn't we have not had a the enemy coming after one of the characters for a specific purpose before yep yeah we've never had one of the party members being so integral a part so important a cog in the machine well and that's just it April 2 is the enemy's MacGuffin yeah yeah that's really cool yeah, for the same reason that she's essentially the the party's MacGuffin as well. Yep. She's got the scale, and she's the only one who can do anything with the sword. Yeah. I was really worried that we weren't going to be able to come up with a really solid story on this, because everything, like all of the attributes and, and, you know, everything just seems like all over the map with these guys. But this is really, yeah. this is really cool. This has come, come through in a, in a really neat way. It feels it feels like one of the more solid that we've had. Yeah. To be honest, I feel like this could be a this could be used as a very long campaign. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
it allows you to start and you you can add four other kids like cult kids essentially mm-hmm. you know and have yep. have April 2 be just an NPC or something along those lines oh, yeah. or no you know what it would be a lot cool it would be really cool if you could give one of your party members that instead of being like the party just being along for the ride essentially yeah. giving them that that dynamic and that importance as long as you lay it clear with that player and I, I would pull them aside and say, like, listen, this is the plan. This is this is how it's important to your character. And this is how it's important to the story. Don't be reckless. Mm-hmm. Don't be reckless and don't just poop on my sunshine and and be a jerk about it. And say, like, well, I'll just I'll just go to a boat. Yep. That would be a, a person you trust. And yeah, like ideally you have a great party of players and and ideally you have players who would appreciate having that yeah as opposed to just taking it for granted you you would be bestowing upon someone to still be a player but kind of be going along with uh, somewhat going along with how the the dm unfolds the story so you'd kind of be like the assistant to the dm almost yeah yeah well i mean I'm spoiled because I've had amazing DMs in my time. Any DM worth their salt will be working their players into the story as much as possible. Yeah. Whether it's backstory, one arc per character, or the trinket that they have, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And this is just a a perfect example of someone rolling up an undead Firbolg uh, Dragon Slayer bard. And working them into the, the storyline. Absolutely. Yep. That's pretty solid. I'm pretty I'm pretty yeah. pumped to see This is a cool story. To see how this unfolds. Do we miss anything? Anyone got anything else? I don't think so. I think we finally kind of narrowed it down and, and explained away each part of it because and that was good that we caught that. We hammered it out. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of made, would make you think, oh, well, what about that? And now we have sort of, again, explained away all of the ways to debunk the story, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, uh, and this is probably just really ancillary, but I think the idea that we have two characters of the same name and then one of them is a cult child... Oh yeah. She her namesake is the original April Malone that they're looking for. I didn't even think of that. Like the parents Oh she's she gotta be. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe they in a sense they do revere her because this dragon would never have been they would never have been able to control the dragon if they couldn't raise it from the dead. Their cult wouldn't be on that island, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, they wouldn't be what they are or where they are if not for April Malone. Yep. So they do have, they do owe her yep. in a sense. And maybe this is, I mean, it's a cult. So maybe it's a doomsday cult where this is the end of the oh, world. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And they're letting this dragon go. Like they know they're going to die. Mm. But this is this is their end game. This is their, their Hale-Bopp Comet. I think so. It's the Kool Aid. Just gonna yeah. say this is but the, it's, it's giving everybody it's the Kool-Aid. Jonestown Kool Aid. Yeah, 
But it wasn't Kool-Aid. It was, what's the knockoff? Uh, it was like Flavor-Aid, I think. Yeah, I think it was actually Flavor-Aid. They didn't spring for Kool-Aid. They, they couldn't uh, get it in the jungle. That's true. The jungles of, where was that? Oh, it was in South America. Peru or it was Guatemala, South America? I think, something, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's bonkers. Yeah, I think I think this is that's pretty this that's pretty similar to what I, I'm I'm seeing this as is is it's it's totally a doomsday call. They 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 maybe they're going to by doing this they get to go to a specific afterlife or something, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And the more people who die at the hands and fire and and fangs of of this dragon, the more revered they will be in the afterlife. Oh yeah. So of course they want to raise it in its most powerful state mm-hmm. and set it loose. Yep. Yeah, that's that's cool. I'm really I'm I'm yeah. I like this. I like this one. Mm-hmm. For the record, Jonestown was in Guyana. Oh right, yeah. Yep. Over 900 people drinking. It just says a powdered drink mix laced with cyanide. And some people voluntarily, others involuntarily, others were injected with poison. Ooh. Yeah. Poison Kool-Aid. Don't inject that. Don't inject just Uh, plain (laughs) (laughs) Kool-Aid. I think we need to call it back to just... sounds like you're giving bad life advice I think we just need to call it back to the whole (laughs) injection thing first. (laughs) Use Kool-Aid wisely. That's the, the only moral of the one story. route of yeah. travel for Kool-Aid, please. That's right. Right up the nose. <laughs> um. So that's uh that's it for world building, I would say, for the story. So tune in in a week for the first leg of our storytelling adventure where we take everything that we just discussed over the last two weeks and start telling that story. And we're each going to take a kind of a five to seven minute chunk and tell that story. And then at our time limit, the next person to pick up the story rolls to see, to determine what happens in their portion of the story. It's, pretty exciting because each of those roles in that narrative has a critical failure and a critical success. So it could go horribly um, or could go really, really just swimmingly. I think we've only seen one critical failure in the storytelling. Mm, No, I think we had three last story alone, didn't we? I rolled one, I guess it was it all for the storytelling? It must have been. We had quite a few, yeah. Yeah. So we had a couple of, of critical failures. We haven't seen a single success, right? I don't believe so. No. We're going to sweep this round with uh, with a bunch of, of critical successes. But tune in next week for the first half of that story. And then the following week, the final week in March will be kind of we'll pick up at the the cliffhanger that we left off on and then uh kind of wrap up the story all together yep that will will end this story arc anything you guys want to add before we uh we say goodbye no i'm i'm just excited to get started on uh, on this story i think we say this every 
every time we we start one of these, but it just seems like it gets easier and a lot more interesting the more we do this. Yeah, I get more invested every single time. Yep. So that's uh, that's it for this week of uh, Rigged, the Random Idea Generator cast. Please do do the thing for podcasts. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us, tell your friends about us, roll some D20s for us. And uh, if you have any ideas, if you guys want Patreon or if you guys want merch or something like that, let us know. We're open to it. We've been toying with the ideas, a couple of ideas for Patreon. But if you have some ideas for for goals that you would like to see, let us know. Reach out to us. Um, there's a very easy contact form right on the homepage for, for fecklessmomes.com. Drop us a line. Even if you don't want a Patreon, drop us a line or, or leave us a note in a review. Let us know. Communicate with us. We would love to see that. And if you give us a, a, a fun enough review that's five stars, we'll read it on, on the podcast in some sort of rigged fashion. But in the meantime, come on back in a week. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And I'm Brandon. And we three are the Brothers McGill. And this is Rigged. Rigged is a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network.